if you're not trying to learn, mm-hmm. you can't be successful. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's just the bottom line, and that goes in any line of work. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't go past the bar, you can't be a lawyer. You are listening to episode 002 of Rawness of Reality. In this episode, you have an opportunity to meet Pittsburgh-based hip-hop artist live from the city. Live has been perfecting his craft since 19. He continues to collaborate with other artists and entertainers in the area, and even has started his own music festival. But enough from me. Here's Live from the City. What's going on? This is Live from the City. I'm a hip-hop artist from Pittsburgh, PA. I'm probably the realest person you know. <laughs> yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. We're, we're really excited to have Live from the City here today. Yeah. So we're just going to jump right into it. So when did you first know you had talent? I still don't know. Really? <laughs> you know okay. what I'm saying? To okay. be honest, like, talent, especially now in this generation, talent is a very relative conversation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Some people would say that, like, I've heard somebody say that Chris Brown is mediocre at best. But there's other people that think Chris Brown is, like, the greatest artist to ever live. Ever, like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. like, I feel like that's a relative conversation. So, to be honest, I, I really, you know, can't say when I knew I, like, had talent. Yeah. I I knew when I knew I I think I knew when I was like capable of like doing it, and I think that was when I was like nineteen. Like mm-hmm. when I was nineteen, I was like, it's like possible, mm-hmm. it's tangible, you know. But I feel like everybody at some point just realizes like their goals are tangible. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. What What do you do each day to perfect your craft? I just do this. I do this every day. Like I wake up every day, and I make beats, mm-hmm. and I write. You know, I read, I study, you know what I mean? Like, I listen to music current and past and different things like that. And I'm listening and I'm just studying the movements, the everything down from the melodies down to the rest in the music. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, it's really like I'm a student of the game. You know what I'm saying? Student like, of the game. I like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. honestly. And I feel like if you're not, if you're not trying to learn, mm-hmm. you can't be successful. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's just the bottom line, and that goes in any line of work. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't go past the bar, you can't be a lawyer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so, like, if you're not studying music, and if you don't love studying music, you're not going to be a good music artist because, like, you don't know shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I can cuss, right? No, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, like, you don't know shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. also, is that, like, moving as I'm talking? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's, like, throwing me off. I'm like, is that Wait, just, here, like... Here, you want to... No, you ain't got to turn oh, it okay. off. No, I just... could, there's another setting where it won't move as you talk. Oh, no, I like that. Okay, that's cool. Cool, cool. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> that's cool. We got like those that. nano leaves uh, that move as you talk. That's really cool. Yeah. All right, cool. I was like, don't be off. I was like, is that just me? Or like... Yeah, it's all. it picks up everything. Cool, man. Cool. So you recently did an interview with Genesis Magazine. Yeah. And I, I really enjoyed the interview. Thank you. Uh, it was thoughtful. It was sincere. Thank you. And uh, Thank you. could you talk a little bit about why you idolize Jay-Z? Well, I wouldn't say I idolize okay. him. Idolize is a very strong word. Mm, okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I would say that he is my biggest influence. And I would say that musically and non-musically, just because of his, uh, his business prowess, even his... Uh, his hand now in like social justice movements and different things like that. And just like as a musician, just as a rapper, I think he's one of the greatest songwriters ever. 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think just like, even if you listen to like his most recent project, 444, like I was just like, that's one of the most, that's probably one of the best written rap albums I've ever heard in my life. Mm -hmm. Just because of the narrative and the way he chose to explain that to people. Do you know what I mean? Like, I felt like I really got to know him on that. That to me is like pretty much pinnacle transparency. But I would say he's just like my biggest influence. Even like the way I put bars together, like I'm really thoughtful. Like Jay-Z is one of those artists who makes every word count. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like for me, it's like every time I write, I try to just make every word, every line I try to make it count. I don't mm-hmm. like to waste words. You're being sincere in your thought when it mm-hmm. comes to writing music. Okay? Yeah, like even down to like this conversation we're having right now. Like I'm I'm being very thoughtful about what I'm saying mm-hmm. because I don't like to waste words. I don't like to just say things just to say them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I like everything I say to mean something whether you know it or not. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's respect for that, honestly. Appreciate that. So wow, that's that's really cool. So, um, are you originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania? Yeah, well, sort like I'm from Wilkinsburg, which is a borough to the far east of Pittsburgh, right before you hit Monroeville. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm from. I mean, I represent Pittsburgh as a city because, like, I'm live from the city. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and you know, I've been in this city my whole life. I took swimming lessons at the YWCA downtown. Mm-hmm. I went to school in East Liberty, like. So I want you to visualize yourself five years ago. Yeah. And (laughs) (laughs) seems like an eternity. Right. A lot lot happens in in a day. So I can only imagine what five years could do. Yeah. So visualize yourself five years ago Mm -hmm. and see yourself now. What could you have done differently in this five year span that you would have changed or would you have not done anything differently? Honestly, because of where I'm at right now, I don't think I would have changed anything. Excellent. Okay. Just because I'm really, I'm not even going to say content, but I'm very happy with the way things are moving forward for me as an artist right now. Mm -hmm. And I think that everything that happened to me within a five year, I'm 24, going on 25 in May. So going from, let's say, five years ago from now, I was 19. Mm -hmm. That was when I decided, like, I'm going to take this 100% seriously as a career. You know what I'm saying? So, like, just having that thought put me on the right track as opposed to, like, this is something I can do, but I'm not sure it's 100% possible. But, like, once I decided when I was 19, I was like, look, this is a tangible goal. This is something that my peers are doing. I can do this, too. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure I would really change anything. But I I would go back and tell myself to spend my money a lot wiser. Yeah. I would say that because I think there were certain things I paid for then that I felt like were necessary mm-hmm. just as an artist that I'd like really didn't need. Like, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So you said uh, you're 24. I'm also 24. So I'm in okay. your 94, baby. Yes. Um, yes. 94. Yep. So growing up in the late 90s and early 2000s, what was that like as a kid? Late 90s? Man, like, so for me, I grew up single parent household. It was just mm-hmm. me and my mother or my mother and I rather. It was interesting, you know, because I didn't actually, like, I didn't, like, know my dad. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it would be, and I went to, like, a private school. So, I went from, like, K to 8. I went to a private school called Sacred Heart Mm -hmm. in Shadyside. And um, it would be weird because I would have, like, my peers and my classmates asking me, like, why don't I ever see your dad? And I did not have an answer for them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't know how to Mm -hmm. answer that question at that age. Mm -hmm. So, it was, like, a confusing time. 
but I also was just like very creative. Like I was always like drawing. Like I used to like design tennis shoes for Jordan. Mm-hmm. Like I had a notebook where I would just design tennis shoes. Do you still have a notebook? Clothes. Yeah, it's in my house somewhere. That's sweet. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna find it one day and show it to Michael Jordan when I meet yeah, him. Like, hey, yeah. here's some colorways. I was gonna like, say that's gonna be value, very valuable one day. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. I, I'd like to design sneakers one day. Just cool thing about mm-hmm. myself. But yeah, so I mean, it was a confusing time, but it was also like the perfect situation for cultivating creativity because like there were so many things I didn't know about myself Mm -hmm. that it just left room for me to cultivate it on my own. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. when I finally met my dad and I met all my siblings that I had, I learned more about myself. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? But I think that because I didn't know these things about myself and I wasn't sure about myself as a person, it allowed my imagination to like just be so expansive because I was just like, well, I don't know about this part of myself. I'm just going to make it up. Mm-hmm. And just this is who I'm going to be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. And then, like, in the 2000s, I mean, like, you know, I was, like, playing basketball and mm-hmm. stuff. Like I, I, like, I was writing music and stuff. But, like, once again, like, I wasn't, like, taking it too serious. Like, mm-hmm. I was a kid. Like, I didn't know where to go get studio time or anything like that. Like, I was just writing music for, for fun at that point. But it was it and was you, still fun. So you started taking music seriously at 19, you said? Yeah, yeah. I wrote my first rap when I was, like, 9 or 10. And it was for, like, the Christmas uh, program at my church. Mm-hmm. Do yeah. you remember the rap? I remember, like, a part of it. Could, like could you spit a little for us? Uh, I think it, it went, like, uh, C-H-R-I-S-T. This is what Christmas means to me. <laughs> See, I'm blessed in this place when we're standing face to face. All I see is his holiness in this place. December 25th was his day of birth. That was the time when he came to earth. It was some shit like yeah, that. Like, no, yeah, no, that was cool. Though. Yeah, okay. but it was hot at the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was funny because I remember, like, thinking to myself at that time, like, I could be a rapper because, like, there were, like, nine of us and we all had to, like, spit our rap. And it was just, like, this eight-minute, nine-minute mm-hmm. song. But I went last. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so I was just like, okay, I went last, so that that means something, and I I do still think to this day I had the best part, but you know, it's not yeah. important now. <laughs> that's that's cool. That's cool. So, are yeah. are you still involved with a uh, church? Uh, not that particular church. No. no, I mean, I do practice Christianity. Like, okay. that's my found, that's my spiritual foundation, but mm-hmm. I don't like go to church. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, no, I I I don't. Uh, but I I mean, there's just sometimes where you find yourself, you get an opportunity and you you pursue it. So. Yeah, like when I when I. When I'm free, like one Sunday is when I'm, or when I'm not like hungover, <laughs> I have to go with my mom and shit. So like, yeah, yeah, man, that's what's up. Yeah. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about uh, where the inspiration came from your new music video? Um, oh, for hit my line. Yeah, hit my line. So funny story about that actual song. So there was a point where um, I had I had lended my mic to uh, my friend Benji. I don't know if y'all are familiar with Benji. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had actually lent my mic to him after his music, uh, not even his, well, yeah, his music and his equipment got stolen out of Flow Lounge. Mm-hmm. That used to be run by Clara Kent. Yeah. I asked him about the, he I'll let him tell the story because he tells it a lot better okay. than I do. Benji? But, yeah, Benji. But like, yeah, Benji at a point, like, his equipment got stolen out of Flow Lounge. And so, like, but we had the same mic and interface. Like, we were using the same equipment. Yeah, so, like, but he had the same equipment I had. Like, literally the same mic, literally the same interface. Okay, okay. But his stuff got stolen. My stuff was at my house. Mm -hmm. So, I decided to lend my stuff to him because I wasn't recording at the time. But when I got back into recording, I was using a USB mic to record just, like, ideas and rough drafts and freestyles and stuff. So, I, like, took this beat off of YouTube just to freestyle on it and... 
I made this. I like did the first part of the song, and um, I just posted a snippet on my Instagram. Then Slim the DJ hit me, and he was like, "Yo, I got a beat for this song. Like, I got an original beat for you." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Where?" And then he sent it to me, and I was like, "Oh, this is it." So that's a collab. Okay. Yeah. So it was like yeah. a true collaboration. Yeah. Like it was like you got the lyrics, I got the beat. We're gonna make this work. Mm-hmm. And so then, like, you know, we just put it together. Like I recorded it at Benji's crib, and then I. Uh, How's the feedback from uh, the video and the song been? A lot of people are saying, like, this is the one. And mm-hmm. I never try to be like, oh, this one is the one. Because you never know which one's going to be the yeah. one. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, like, the feedback I've gotten, everybody's like, yo, this one, like, really goes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Also, I think, like, cause that's my first music video. You yeah. know what I mean? So, people are just excited that they can finally, like, see me. Yeah. And see me, like, active. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like see Doing me like actionable things. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like they can actually put yeah. movements and a face and an image to like mm-hmm. what they've been hearing for the past five years. And they're happy about it too. Yeah, people yeah. are very excited about that. And it's only up right here. So I mean shout out to Slim, shout out to uh the popular kid, Ryan Dennis. That's uh that's my shooter. So mm-hmm. shout out to him, man. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah I, re- I enjoyed the music video myself. Thank so. you, man. Yeah, Thank of course. You. Yeah, we put a lot of lot of thought into that. <laughs> Whole lot of thought into it. So, oh, and shout out to Anthony's Locker for letting us use the space. Shout out to Wade. Shout out to Umami. That's the restaurant that we were in. Mm-hmm. It's a Japanese restaurant in Lawrenceville. Please check it out. Is it good? Excellent. Okay, so uh, since you're talking about restaurants, if you were to name like your top three restaurants in the city, what are they? Top three? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would have to go with uh, Grandma B's on Wiley Avenue, Hill okay. District, uh, Hook Fish and Chicken. And umami. Umami. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so Grandma B's, they got the best, like, French toast I've ever had in my life. Mm -hmm. Shit's amazing. So I would definitely get the Big Owl special, three pieces of French toast, three wings, iced tea. They make the iced tea in the restaurant. It's crazy. It's, like, unmatched. Uh, Where does your drive to create music derive from? I think my drive to create music really just comes from, like, just being in love with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, why does LeBron James get up and, like, work out and shoot a thousand shots a day? Because he enjoys doing it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, like, I would enjoy doing this no matter what city I was in, no matter where I was at, no matter what mm-hmm. I was doing. Like, I was I was born to do this. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, my job is to just be great. Like, you know. So I, so I told you to visualize yourself five years ago. Mm-hmm. Now I want you to try to visualize yourself five years from now. Mm-hmm. Where do you see yourself and what are you doing? I'm on the cover of a lot of magazines. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Also another interest in like fashion and style. You know, like doing some modeling, like doing some like GQ sh- uh, spreads and shoots, mm-hmm. you know, some Vogue stuff. You know, I'd like to be on the runway and different things like that. Movies and theater and stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, it would just be like expanding my entertainment brand at that point. You know what I'm saying? Because I would be like maybe 29 or 30 at that point. So at that point, you know, I would still be making music, but I think my music would become a lot more mature. And I think my brand would be like a lot more like expanded. Mm -hmm. Like I think like I would be more into like movies and stuff at that point. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you want to be like acting in movies? Yeah. That's, that's cool. Have you ever acted like now? Um, no, no, I okay. haven't. I've done like, you know, like modeling though, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Different stuff like that. So like take a crash course on acting. Like even if I just get like some little small supporting roles, like I'd love to just be mm-hmm. in a movie, you know. I think that's That's what's cool. up. What what's your ideal movie setting? So if someone were <laughs> if someone were to cast you for a movie, what movie is it? 
I don't know what movie it would be, but I would definitely. I, I said this the other day when we was out for tacos. I was like, I'd love to be casted as God. Okay. Like, you know, like Morgan Freeman had to like play God yeah, and Bruce yeah. Almighty. Okay. Like, I'd love for somebody to be like, hey, would you like to play the role of God? And I would be like, yeah. <laughs> so That's what's up. Okay. Yeah, I'd be playing God somehow. So if you were to give somebody uh, younger, somebody a part of the younger generation, some advice about how to make it in this industry, this tough industry of music, what would you tell them? You're never going to make it. Mm, okay. You just don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, because yeah. my thing is like, if you, like, if you're at a point where you're free, where you feel like I made it, this industry is not for you. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to stay yeah. hungry. You never make it. Mm-hmm. Ever. The grind never stops. The grind never stops. The the getting better never stops. So what does rawness of reality mean to you? Rawness, the rawness of reality. That means to me when I hear that, that's just like everyday life. Like that's really mm-hmm. what live from the city represents. It's like the rawness of reality. It's like, you mm-hmm. know, I'm you know, I'm in the streets every day. So it's like I walk outside, it's like abandoned houses. It's like you know what I mean? Like crackheads, drunks out all on the street, different mm-hmm. stuff like that. But this is like real life. You yeah. know what I mean? But it's like nobody can ever tell you that the situation that you come from or what you overcame like wasn't like real. Yeah. So that's like the rawness of reality is just like just like the understanding that like this is my path. This is these are my obstacles. This is what I got to mm-hmm. overcome. Yeah. All right. That's what's up. Uh, that's that's really all the questions I have for you today. Cool. Um, so, yeah, thanks for coming out live from the city. Uh, you guys can check out his new music video on YouTube. Live from the city, Driving Wild Black Records. March 16th, I have a showcase called Schoolhouse Rock Volume 1 at Community Forge, um, sponsored by Lyft, the rideshare app. March 22nd, Driving Wild Black Pop-Up at House of Vane. April 1st, my mixtape, Lightwork, will be out everywhere on all streaming platforms. Make sure you stream that. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Live from the 7 ITY. Holla. Holla. It's me again, your host, Kevin Stalker. I hope you enjoyed listening to Live from the City. And I hope you really enjoyed listening to our podcast. If so, please subscribe to our channel. Our episodes can only get better from here. And I want to say a big thank you to our sponsor, Setting Entertainment, for making this dream a reality.